Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Nadia and I am a recovered alcoholic amongst many things, amongst many, many Identities that you've given me, and I didn't have one. You know, I was Jekyll and Hyde. I couldn't, I couldn't discern from true or false. Uh, my alcoholic reality—that was the only one that I knew. You know, to come from a place of self, a place driven by fear. And you, you in these rooms, you took my hand and you raised me. You gave me two gifts. You gave me, <laughs> you gave me a new life. I was reborn through this process of the twelve steps and incredible devoted sponsorship. And you gave me a, a, a new childhood. You know, the one that I had was the one that I blamed. Oh, I blamed my entire life on that childhood. And when I came through these rooms and I walked through these pages, I really got to see the truth about my life. And I'm still, you know, I'm still getting to see it. It's a process. It's not, This is not an overnight matter. And uh, we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And, oh, my gosh, that, that quest for perfection has uh, – it's driven me to the gates of insanity and very, very, very close to death. 
I came into these rooms and I think my story is one of how not to <laughs> how not to work a program, how not to to walk this path. I came in my first sobriety date would have been the seventeenth of December twenty fourteen. Um, but I am an extreme, an extreme example of self-will run riot. Um, I did it my way. You know, I didn't take the hand of a sponsor. Uh, I did a little bit of another fellowship, their 12 steps. I'd read some of their literature. Then I'd read a little bit of your literature, you know, the beautiful, our literature. It's not our literature because this is, you know, we admitted we were powerless. We, we, we are in this together. You are me and I am you. And I was a meeting makers kind of girl, you know. I just didn't drink and went to meetings. And it's incredible how I I rode that one. I rode that one solidly for three years. And and I almost killed myself. But instead of killing myself, I lost everything. I lost everything that was near and dear to me. At the time it wasn't near and dear to me. At the time it was just something that was standing in my way of drinking of men, you know, whatever I could put into this God-shaped hole of mine. Um, and I lost two small children. My eldest daughter was nine at the time, and my my young son was three. Um, I lost all my worldly possessions. I think we all know how this story goes, right? And I went out and I tried some controlled drinking. I went over to the nearest bar room, which at the time was uh, desert, part of South Africa, the country that I come from. Uh, we've got many, many beautiful, beautiful terrains. And it's so funny because in the big book it says you can move us to Antarctica. I think it's Antarctica it says. Um, and even there an Eskimo will find us with a bottle of whiskey. And I really thought, you know, if I moved myself to the middle of nowhere, I'd be safe. But I am beyond human aid. I am beyond human aid. Only a spiritual experience will help an alcoholic, an alcoholic of my type, the hopeless, hopeless variety. And it was when I was brought to that point of utter incomprehensible demoralization with my face, midday sun beating down on me and I woke up. I had such resolve that morning that I was not going to drink. I'd, it was COVID. I was in the meetings. I speaking to a sponsor, but I was lying to her, you know, lying. It's my default setting is to lie to all of you. Rico 12 shares. Hello, this is Ethan. I am an addict. My life is unmanageable and I am powerless over my addiction. I had an interesting insight today as I was doing my step three prayer as part of my my routine um, and something that stood out to me uh, today I, I got a little insight from. It, you know, here's the prayer. So it goes, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And it, and it continues on. But the thing that really stood out to me was to build with me. And uh, it kind of struck me because uh, just just recently, um, you know, I might have felt myself maybe a little more uh, negative or kind of uh, maybe a little more pessimistic and wanting to do the opposite of build, kind of tear down or kind of like, you know, tear things down or disprove or whatever it might be and, and, and not being in building mode, but God wants to build with me. Um, now, he doesn't want to tear down. 
He doesn't want to demolish or um, or to destroy or anything like that. He wants to build. And I looked at the word build. It's got uh, different meanings, but one of the meanings that it has, I've just written some different synonyms here. It means, you know, uplift, to edify, to raise, to improve, invigorate, enhance, to beef up. I like that one. And to construct, um, to like fortify. And, and, and that just struck me. I am a co-creator with God, that God through me can build. And God reminded me that I have a, a tendency to, you know, maybe tear down or to demolish or to be kind of pessimistic or whatnot. But no, he wants to build with me. He wants me to do his work, to be his hands. And it's inspired me to look for ways that I can build. Um, even when things might be negative or they're, you know, whatever it might be, how can I build? How could I build people? How could I build and do God's work in my life for other people? Anyway, just a little insight that I gained, and I hope to continue to to build off, no pun intended, to build off of um, this concept of to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Thanks for letting me share. This really helps me work my step 12, helps me stay rooted. I appreciate all your other shares um, for people here in, in this meeting as well. So the name's Ethan, and I will pass rico 12 shares hello everyone my name is jose and i'm a grateful member of many fellowships powerless over sex love fantasy porn masturbation uh lust media marijuana alcohol and you know the list is long mainly my my the problem uh, is mainly in my thinking today i want to talk about uh page 62 I think I may have talked about this before, but, you know, I want to just share a little something new with my new findings. He says, selfishness and self-centeredness, selfishness and self-centeredness, that is the root of my troubles. Right? Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity, I step on the toes of my fellows and they retaliate. So I'm driven, you know, and I read this and I, I agree with it and I see it in me. So I can agree with it. But what happens when I truly wake up to it, when I realize that almost everything I do, if not all, is tarnished with selfishness, be it good works or otherwise, be it sponsorship, be it service, whatever. It's okay. And I'm okay with it. Or rather, I'm learning to be okay with it. My job does not change. I show up and I do the work. I share the solution and my experience with others so that they too might wake up to it or not. To steal another man's words, my job is to do my thing and to dance my dance. If they benefit from it, great. If not, too bad. Lastly, I have a new employer and he provides what I need if I keep close to him and perform his work well. So I must keep close to the power. Right? I must perform his work. The big book talks about work and self-sacrifice for others. That's what I think perhaps the 12 steps enables me to do. Just wake up to my selfishness and then to start walking towards a better, a better path, right? What they talk about, you know, when they say repent is just wake up, start living a different way. And that's what we're giving in 12 step programs. And hopefully slowly as I do these things, as I walk this path and as I share these things with others, you know, and as I diligently do my own work, the selfishness in me will reduce so I can truly focus on others and helping others. Not for myself, but for their own sake. Because that's my problem. I do everything for myself. Um, so hopefully this will reduce or not. 
I will still do the thing. I will still show up and do the work. And more will be revealed. Rico 12 shares. Good afternoon. My name is Storm. I'm a grateful, recovering alcoholic and love addict. Big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, page 86 to 88. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or an occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still and experienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude this period of meditation with a prayer that we may, that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for others, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not, members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorise a few set prayers which emphasise the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, I will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Rico 12 shares. Hello, everybody. I'm Chloe and I'm an addict. Um, my fellowship that I go to is Cocaine Anonymous. That's where my home group is. Um, I've now been clean and sober for over four months now. And I wanted to share today about step eight and nine, because I know for a lot of people, me included, you know, at first it was a very scary step. Um, you know, I was very scared to sit in front of these people that I'd wronged 
and admit everything. You know, I was worried that, you know, they weren't going to accept my apology because, you know, I'd said so many times over the years, look, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I would promise them that I was going to change and I, I never would. I would always go right back to doing what I'd already apologised for. Um, so, you know, to sit during my step four and write down all the wrongs and, you know, everybody I'd harmed and take responsibility for the part that I played in these resentments that I had was incredibly tough. You know, I, I walked around with such a, a victim complex for so many years. You know, I thought I was wronged by everybody everywhere I turned and it just simply wasn't the case you know there's there's a few experiences in my life where I didn't do anything wrong you know in cases of abuse and things however that didn't make me a victim in every single thing that ever happened to me um you know during active addiction other people were the victim of me you know I, I wasn't a nice person if people got in the way of me you know, drinking or using, I would absolutely just, I was like a tornado in, in other people's lives. And so, you know, getting to step eight and writing down everybody, you know, a, a list of people I'd harmed was, was a lot longer than, than I imagined it was going to be. Um, you know, anyone who was involved in my life in that time, pretty much I had to make amends to. Um, and then step nine, you know, actually going out and making these amends to people um, was such an incredible experience. And I mostly want to speak about the amends to my parents because I had such a big resentment to my parents. You know, they'd wronged me every single time I spoke to them pretty much in the end and coming to the realisation that that just isn't the case. And I was the instigator in pretty much every single situation that I've had with them. Um and, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that we recover, you know, going through the 12 steps, but other people around us recover too. And my mum was able to, you know, tell me everything that I'd done, things that I'd forgotten, and I was able to make amends for this. And, and you know, they've been able to go away for a few days and not have to worry about me you know they have that peace now that I'm going to be okay um you know they've been able to go away and enjoy themselves without worrying that they're going to get a phone call saying you know we found your daughter um it's been such a beautiful beautiful step steps eight and nine they've been incredible and I wish there was more time to talk about them um but they've, they've changed my life completely. You know, they've helped me get peace of mind myself and just sit here and be able to right wrongs that I've made pretty much straight away. Um, but yes, I'm almost at four minutes, so I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. It is now time to close the RICO 12 Shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength, and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a RICO 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. Hi, this is Will C. I'm a great for recovering sexaholic. My favorite 
Um, prayer is my favorite recovery prayer is the third step prayer. It says, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me, to do without with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.